Hey, what's up everyone? This is Jason Tucker and this is WP Water Cooler episode number 113. Today we're going to be talking about things to come in WordPress 4.0. Woohoo! Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. We're going to go in alphabetical order with Chris. Hi there. My name's Chris and I write a blog over at chrislemma.com and I'm the CTO at a company called Crowd Favorite that does enterprise WordPress. Very cool. What about you, George? Hi, I'm George Stefanis. I do Jetpack and Core stuff, and yay. <laughs> John, how about you? Hi, everyone. I'm John Blackburn. Uh, I'm a recent convert to Automatic Inc., having worked at Code for People up until a few weeks ago, and I'm the uh, release lead for WordPress 4.1. So we get to blame it all on you, right? Yeah, I recommend speaking up again. Hashtag blame Mason, right? Hashtag increase volume. I know you're like British or something. That's loud Americans are going to like dominate. Yeah, I need priority speakers. Speak up a little or something. Speaking up a little, what's up, say? Hey, hi. Um, I'm Say Reed, and I do WordPressy things. Break WordPress, make WordPress, wear WordPress. Sure. Say Read Media at Say Read Media on all the stuffs. Awesome. Take it away, Steve. I am Steve Zangan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And we're meeting tonight uh, in my office, seven o'clock. <sighs> Not that one. Nice. Suzette, what about you? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I am a front-end developer at Web Dev Studios, and I like making things with the WordPress and I'm powered by WordPress. That's what my t-shirt says. Awesome. That's all. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog over at WPmedia.pro. So WordPress 4.1, that's happening in December, like first or second week of December. Is that right, John? Yep, yep, second week. Oh, my goodness. I know. I can't even deal. This one's <laughs> going to be... Mega, I, mega I think we have we have an official estimated date, right? Is that December tenth? Yeah. Uh, is that the Wednesday? Should be the tenth. Yeah. Well, anyway, while we get that scintillating data, um, yes, it is it's happening. I'm excited about 2015, which Suzette's been playing with because Suzette likes to play with themes, huh, Suzette? Yes, it's a lot of fun. And I like you, I like 2015. It's pretty awesome. What do you like best? It's, I like the full with a uh, background because I'm, I'm kind of playing with the background and having the sidebar on the left. It's it's really nice. I like it so far. I'm going to change the main blog to it. So that's the main thing I noticed about it. And then there's a few options in the customizer that weren't there before. Those are pretty nice. Ooh, ooh, can we talk about the, the customizer? Options. Yes, of course we can. Let's talk about the yes. customizer. Um, so one of the things I'm both excited and concerned about is the customizer. So <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I... You've been I, reading I, Matt Weaver's blog post again, haven't you? No, I try not to read those. They depress me. Okay, um, I, I have been a very big uh, proponent for consolidating theme options. And um, two years ago at WordCamp San Francisco, I asked about that at the State of the Word, and then I've been hearing all this stuff since then about how everything's supposed to be and is going to be through the customizer. And amazingly, I've been seeing that, which is really exciting, everything being um, loved into the customizer. But now, 
everything really is being shoved into the customizer, including um, not. I'm totally fine with the at the background and the header going in there. That makes sense. But also, the widget menu is going in there. And I 4.0 wasn't it? No, it's permanently yeah. going in there, like from the admin panel. Like it's going to link to the customizer and not to widget land, which is what I call that area. <laughs> it's widget land <laughs> when I'm training my clients. Um, so now it's going to go to the customizer, and I think it is confusing for people. So I'm sad about that, but hopefully it'll get better. Yeah, I think having the widgets in the customizer is kind of a good thing. Yeah, but that was a few versions ago. No, but now it's forcing you to it. It's it's uh, with four one. It's forcing you to. It's going to link like the widget option from the admin panel is going to link to the customizer. Oh, which honestly I think is a good thing because really, how often do you have like you buy a theme that's got. Uh, I don't know, eight different widget areas, and you're never sure which one maps to which area on your theme. So if you can just drag things around from one area to the next while having the actual theme in front of you, that's tremendously easier to understand than trying to remember which one you're hoping to drop things into. And the widget changes as you start typing things in. So you change its title. <gasps> the title shows up. I mean, it's, it's amazing. That is really nice for, for users. I'm just, I haven't seen it. I, I'm not a big... I don't know. I don't think it works as great as the other one does, but maybe I just am stuck in a rut. Yeah, the other one, question. one's very static. Say, <gasps> change! Yeah. I you'd think I'd be really into it, what with my rep and all, but no. Well, of course, the main advantage is that you actually see what you're, you're changing. Like George said, you know, you're typing in titles and uploading pictures, <laughs> and, it's, and it's showing up right there. Uh, and it's with, a good trend. widget screen as well, of course. When you make a change, it goes live straight away. Um, there's no way to preview it or save it. You know, not not great. So yeah, I'm a big fan. That's a really good point, actually, because then you're not accidentally changing your screen while you're not even paying attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a good point. I just I, I I'm sure it'll get smoother. I just feel right now it's a little it's a little awkward. But I mean, it takes up quite a lot of room at the moment because you kind of get the the double width panel on the left hand side when you're dealing with it. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things that will probably get better over time. And yeah. if you have a huge monitor with great real estate, you can see exactly what the website's going to look like um, yeah. you know, from the customizer. So I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. And I think that's important. And I think we're moving more towards that in general across WordPress. Um, at, uh, I was talking with some folks. I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about Community Summit now? Stuff now? I don't know. But, uh, the um, post has gone up. Depends yeah. on what it is. You well, can't say. Be vague and don't mention names. We're moving towards front-end editing in general, and that eventually, you know, the things like Barley and that type of thing, which do the front-end editing, will be those features will be incorporated into Core. So this is just another step in that direction, which I think is a great direction and important. And of course, there's going to be a couple hiccups moving towards there. So I don't want to get in the way of progress just because I'm not into clunkiness. You, you can always do the thing and tell your customers not to use it like you did the media <laughs> There's a blog post about that if you want clarification. Uh, yeah, I, there. I think I wrote thinking it. That <laughs> I, no, I wrote it and uh, thinking that I don't like the media uploaders. So what about what about the session the session session management? I, I'm looking at a you know a couple different sites here just to kind of uh, bring myself up to speed. What's what's the what's the good and bad in that, and what was the uh, the main fix for it by, uh, by introducing that? 
We've kind of cut back on that a little bit. The aim was that originally we were going to show a list of all the different places that you're currently logged in to WordPress. So for most people, you're only going to be logged in on your laptop, but of course some people have a mobile phone and a tablet and whatever. Um, and the aim is to have a big button on there which you can click to kick out all your other sessions. Um, the main kind of use case for that is for people who go and log into their website in a internet cafe and then they go off and forget that they've left themselves logged in or they've lost their mobile phone or something to a security, security enhancement there. But we decided actually that people don't need to see that long list of uh, all their different sessions. They just need a big button to hit to say, let me out. So that's what we've ended up with. If you, if you go to your profile screen and you've logged in on a phone or somewhere in you know, a public computer, then you'll, you'll see a button at the bottom which says, log me out. And you hit it, and it logs you out everywhere else. Nice. So is that just changing the uh, the the session the session keys? And um, it kind of it invalidates the sessions. Um, so in in four point um, we introduced the API for sessions. So every time you log in, you get a distinct session which is stored in your cookies. Um, <coughs> all, we're doing, all we're doing is invalidating that. Nice and simple, easy bit of functionality. Nice. Yeah. So since you said the magic word of API, let's talk about the API. Ooh, the API. The API. There's a lot of stuff happening in the API. The API won't get rolled into uh, into the core in in four one. So that's. Uh, that's so it isn't the this isn't the JSON API. This is just the WordPress uh, user session API. Oh. Never mind. Well, you see, you see say, an API is a very general thing. What you're specifically talking about is something that Ryan McHugh's been working on, which yep. at some point was mistakenly called the WP API, which should never, ever be called that. Right. So it's the new JSON API, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The, the one that's gonna, we, we talked about that a lot at um, the Community Summit, and um, I'm really excited for what that can do uh, just because it really utilizes the database, but since that's not coming up now, what's in all the... Said it was coming. Did it get bumped, or what happened there? Well, the plan was really to get it into 4.1. Basically, it's going to go in when it's ready to go in. Um, there's still stuff to be done with categories and uh, and various other things in the API. Basically, I don't believe it even has an authentication system worked out yet. It's yeah, it's still in flux, as far as I know. I haven't followed it basically the last couple of months. But yeah, basically. Um, it's what quite about a fundamental the... thing to put into WordPress, so obviously we want to get it completely right. Well, as right as we can get it first time around. Oh, I'm not mad about you guys taking your time on that. It's like when you're like flying on a plane and they're like, we're really sorry, but we have to do engine maintenance. And you're like, you know what? Take your time. Fix yeah. the engine. That is okay. <laughs> I don't need you to rush that process. No. Course, no. You know, the current state is that you can go and download the plugin and use that on your site, and it will you know, it work great. Um, it's just the whole rolling it into core thing that we're we're being careful about. John, the uh, the plugin that is called Focus. Yep. Is Focus going to be rolled in this early, or is it going to get pushed out to later? Yes. Yeah, so Focus is already in. Uh, it went in in the first beta of 4.1. So if you if you go to WordPress.org and go to the beta section there, you can you can download it and see the new Focus functionality. So the focus functionality is is uh, becoming one of those things that is dividing quite a few users. So loads of people love it, and so I, I'm one of the people that love it, right? Yeah, so 
Is this like distraction-free writing type of? Setup? Yeah, but it is. It's <laughs> distraction-free writing 2.0. Um, we've kind of called it Focus 2.0 and So, yes, by my understanding, when you start typing in the WYSIWYG, everything that's not the editor just fades away. Yeah. You can focus. The yeah. big debate currently is whether it should default to on, but people can opt out, or whether it should default to off and let people opt in, maybe with a pointer saying, hey, give this a shot. Yeah. And, of course, the irony with it is it's um, it's quite distracting for a distraction-free mode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's on how you use it. It's on how you use it to write, right? So... Um, I've I've tested out. Nathan and I talked about it when I was out in D.C. And so I said, okay, let me let me try it. And uh, and he asked one of his first questions was, what do you write in, right? And I said I write in the back end. So I I write my articles. I don't write them in a third party tool or anything else. I write in the back end. And so um, I I decided to try and test it out on my local environment with the with the beta and the focus plugin, and um, and it was great because it it's if you're someone who writes by just sitting down and writing and writing for 20 minutes straight, something like that, it literally hides everything. But the moment I need something, the moment my hand goes to the mouse and I move my mouse outside of the content area, I don't have the cognitive friction of then trying to go find where everything else is or where, where it pops back up because it's all in exactly the place it's always been, which yeah. means that my mouse literally starts moving to exactly where I know the featured image link is going to be and I'm halfway to clicking it before it appears and so then it appears and I click it and I'm into uploading an image, right? So I think it's fantastic. I'm a, I'm a big fan and very... And that, that's the whole aim of that functionality, like exactly like you said, for people who are writing anything vaguely long form, you know, you just focus in right on that, that editor right in the middle there, get rid of all the extraness. It is, I've used it and it is pretty nice. It does kind of like it doesn't seem like in your face. It's just very subtle and it, it floats away and then you can just write. And I'm a big fan of it as well. But I know a lot of people feel very strongly that it should not be included. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is going back to what I mentioned earlier with say of change. <gasps> So. Yeah, but here's the thing. The reason I go chain is because I train, you know, hundreds of people, and unfortunately, they're not necessarily conditioned to adapt. Whether you can make societal arguments or tech arguments or all sorts of arguments, but the thing is, is that that sends ripples of pain throughout the user sphere, and um, you know, I deal with that. And so, change is something that is concerning to me for those I, I people. Totally, I totally hear that say, and in most scenarios. That kind of change is, dis you know, any change in the back end can be disruptive. It means retraining. In enterprise in environments, you're talking about retraining hundreds of people uh, for one client, right, much less several clients. The thing I like about focus and the way focus is done is that the moment you move the mouse outside of what is the content area, all the other things that used to be there, that they're used to being there, are still there. And so... Um, it's very different than the di current distraction-free mode where if someone happens to chance into distraction-free today and then they don't know how to get out of it, um, they're just like, oh, my God, I'm stuck, I'm lost, there's nothing I can do. It's broken. Yeah. yeah. Here, the moment someone moves the mouse to where they think something ought to be, especially if they've been trained before, it all appears. 
And and that I think is the smarter, better way to do things, right? Don't don't move things when you hide them. Don't move them so that then someone has to do extra work to go refine where they might be now. Leave them exactly where they are and just hide them. You know, bring them all the way down so that they're no longer distracting. So I, I think the folks at Designed Focus uh, did a really good job in thinking through the the training component of it. There's also a nice accessibility enhancement with the. Uh of this mode as well, well on two different fronts. So the current distraction-free mode is like a completely separate editor. It's got a separate toolbar, separate buttons and everything. And when you go into distraction-free mode, it cursor moves to a different point and you've got a whole new set of buttons and things. Um, the current mode is, like you say, it just hides the stuff in the sidebars and it hides the menu and that. So you're still in the same editor. That you, you, the focus point of your cursor doesn't move and the toolbar is all the same. and you can tab out of the editor to bring back the menus and the sidebar. Um, and also, of course, it makes the whole screen a lot clearer for people who might have um, vision problems. For, uh, so there's, you know, there's, there's several several enhancements there to the accessibility. Am I a bit quiet? Uh, yeah, you're, you're a little, little muddled. Uh, I'll try and shout a bit. <laughs> yeah, for like 20, 20 minutes, so you can do this. Um, so what what else has changed? I mean, we 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 do we have distracted. We have been distracted by the distraction free. Portion I had a of question this. to know if this is still in because now yes. all the research of what was in is now out. So we'll see if this is in. So, um, is it still? This is a super like non-user question, but are they still doing the um, splitting the taxonomy for the double taxonomy in the database? Is that still happening? Yeah, that's that's still in there. At the moment, um, that is going to be so great. I've done a lot of backend, like direct database stuff, and I'm so excited about that. That has ca caused a lot of problems for me. Yeah. So um, Matt, Matt Boynes and Boone George have been doing a cracking job um, over the last few days. They're actually going through a list of the top 100 plugins from the plugin directory and working out whether they're broken, basically, um, and Deciding on whether you know using that data to decide on whether we need to fix uh, shared terms, or sorry, whether we need to continue splitting shared terms, or whether it's a non-starter. At the moment, it looks like we probably will stick with splitting those shared terms when they get updated. So, yeah, it's really an exciting thing because I was so confused by that always, and it was very yeah. frustrating when the. Basically, when a tag or a category had the same name, they would be treated the same. And if you edited a tag that was the same name as a category, it would change both the category and the tag. Which was an eight-year-old bug from Ryan McHugh, which means he was like 14 when he submitted it. Yeah. <laughs> and we finally closed it. Hey! That must have felt really good. Who closed that ticket? I want to send them props. All right. Props okay. today. Good job, buddy. That One thing really that's good. coming in that's... Oh, go ahead. That was Ryan's first ticket, so when you go on there, it says, make sure you give Ryan McHugh a warm welcome, because this is his first ticket. Even though he's been there for eight years. That's awesome. You've got to have faith, you know? You've got to put, put your things in and then just have faith that it's going to get... I mean, the only real concern that we've had with it was that... Um, as it is splitting terms, one of the terms that gets split will suddenly have a new term ID. So anything yeah. that had previously been referring to it by the term ID is going to break unless we add in the compatibility layer, which they've also been looking at. 
Yeah, that's what I read last, is that there was going to be a workaround for that, for existing ones, not for new ones, but for existing ones, that they would yeah. have a, a workaround so that it wouldn't break, because that, that would literally break people everywhere, you know, and, and and a user would never know why that was broken. They would just be super confused. People can barely, barely figure out slugs anyway. I think Jetpack is one of the plugins that... Um doesn't handle it quite so. <clears throat> I think Jetpack might be needing to get some update. <laughs> <laughs> if we have problems, I will fix it the next day. George, um, are we going every hour now? Is that what's happening instead of every day? Pardon? Are we going every hour there will be an update instead of every day? <laughs> oh, you mean instead of every month? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I think the only thing that I had heard them mention in Jetpack was something regarding uh, like the featured posts yeah. uh, thing that themes can opt in to use, which is also shipped in 2014. So it's just a, the same fix would hit both of them. Yeah. Yeah, my, I'm, we're still trying to figure out what broke my uh, site. I sent you all that data, though, just FYI. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. So what's um, the, what else is changing in, uh, in, in, in this 4.1? Inline post, uh, inline image editing, the post editor. So instead of having like a line left, like hidden inside some menu, this is good because I know I have a hard time training people to do this. But it yeah. will have like a little image for a line left, a line right, so it's more visual. So it's not going to kick off the Chrome version of <laughs> no, I think that's a good thing because anything that makes it more clear to users how to manage their content to me is the right a step in the right direction. Um, you know, moving people to a different menu or a different screen when they're just trying to align an image can be very jarring, and people are like, "Whoa, now I'm on a new screen," and um, then they have to figure that out. So I I am excited about the the trend we have here going towards inline. I mean, showing the images in like they did in 4.0, that's really made a difference when training people already. And this is just one more step towards them just getting it right off the bat and not having to be trained as much and have just that be like, oh, right, I click this and I align it. You know, it makes sense to them inherently instead of, oh, right, now in this menu, in this window, you have to change things. So that's exciting. Good times, good times. Uh, yeah, the other thing that I'm personally looking forward to in 4.1 is two internationalization changes, uh, one of which means you can uh, change your language from the settings screen. And if you haven't got that language installed yet, it will go off to the WordPress API, download the language packs, and install it and activate it, which is um, you know great for people. Oh, who yeah. Right. Now that is still a blog-wide setting. Uh -huh. It's not a per-user awesome. It's still a blog-wide setting, yeah. And if you're running multi-site, you can have a, a network-wide setting if you wish. But yeah, we're, we're not doing per-user languages just yet. Um, hopefully, we'll look at that in 4.2. But the other thing related to that is the ability to browse the plugin directory based on the language that you're using your site in, which is which is. Uh, going to be sort of like a first version in WordPress 4.1. So if you've got your site set up in French, you can actually go and look at the plugin directory and only choose to see plugins that have been translated into French. Wow. Uh, which are cool. great, especially for, for less common languages where there aren't so many plugins available. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I set up a site in Spanish for someone, and I don't speak Spanish. 
So that was really exciting for me, um, trying to figure out. And I was like, I think escribe is what the word we're looking for. Um, that was pretty exciting. But if you could, so basically you can change it back and forth, right? Yeah, you can change it back and forth. Oh, I mean, no, it's not main, like a... uh, the main aim there is if somebody doesn't speak English, they'll soon will soon be at the point where they'll be able to use WordPress from you know the first step of installing WordPress right through to managing their site and installing plugins and things completely in their native language without having to try and translate any of the English uh, fragments that we've got in there. Global domination firmly underway. Check. Yeah. Yeah. John, let me ask you a question. I, I read an article uh, several weeks ago um, and it was Constantine talking about titles and how to handle the titles and uh, and my question isn't about the actual change. My question is about themes adopting it. Uh, how oh, archive titles? The what? Archive titles. Uh, do you mean the no? Do you mean the title tag in the in the title the, tag? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the title tag of a post or page? What are we talking about? The, the page. It's, page, it's, page it's post title tag. Yeah. Page in general. Yeah. Is that um, changing? What's happening with that? It's, so it's moment, all, go, yes, go ahead, John. Um, for the the title tag that appears in like your browser toolbar, it's um, it's a, a manual process of putting that title tag into your theme. Um, what we've done in 4.1 is introduce the theme support feature, and that handles it all itself, so you don't even have to output the tag. Uh, the main issue is because some themes tend to output more stuff than they should in the title tag. They're the you know, they put like the site name or whatever in there. And then people like Yoast comes along with his WordPress SEO plugin and it gets all in a muddle because there's things getting output that shouldn't be. Let um, me ask a question on that. Oh sorry, are you not done? Well I was just gonna say about the theme adoption. So yeah, theme adoption is certainly one of the things that we want to encourage because, you know, um, it's gonna have limited uh, a limited advantage if we don't have many themes using it. Um, there is a post there on make.wordpress.org slash core which explains how to put in a backwards compatibility layer for themes that want to support our you know, sites. So that's, that's what my question's on, is on uh, theme compatibility and you know, this these are like some substantial changes that are happening now in the back end, like even with 4.0 and now going up like, it's actually less happening on the front end, I mean some small things are significant, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes in like updating the code and you know we saw in 4.0.1 you know a different um, structure that broke broke a lot of themes and plugins um, and what is being done if you guys happen to know on the automatic end <clears throat> or on the wordpress.org end or on somebody's end to um, get the word out to theme developers that they need to update or to new theme developers like or plugin developers is there any like outreach that's happening to get are they just on their own? Well, well imagine the... Oh, I was going to say, with regard to the themes, we've got the theme review team. Um, basically, they get the, the guidelines for the theme review team get updated to reflect new changes. So we've got a few new template functions that are going in, so we'll recommend that themes use those, but the title tag will also be a change to the theme guidelines. So what that means is if someone... Um, 
one submits a theme to the WordPress theme directory, we can recommend that they use the new means of output in the Right. Is, is there any outreach or anything that happens with um, non-wordpress.org themes? Like those are obviously themes that are getting checked and whatnot. But what about all the themes that are out there in the wild? Is there any? She wants to know if Kubrick's going to get updated. That's what she wants to know. <laughs> no, I want to know about the themes on ThemeForest and everybody. If if it's just on the theme developers, the third-party theme developers to up, keep updated, or if if there's like outreach or anything like that, or if it's just this is what the new stuff is and we publish it, and if Earth gets destroyed. Yeah, as far as I know, we're not specifically doing any outreach um, with that regard. But um, yeah, it, we've we've published stuff to the Make blog, and uh, you know, lots of people republish the same news. So, so we're helping. We're helping right now by getting the word out, guys. Yeah, update the theme code, and if you have a theme that hasn't been updated in a while, update it and write your theme developer. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's something we could do to look at a bit more outreach. Yeah. I think that would be great because uh, everyone's sites broken 4.0.1 and, well, not everyone, maybe. but a lot of sites broke uh, because of the plugin issues. And so, you know, I think we maybe need to do a little bit more. Um, and then everyone blames it on WordPress. They're like, WordPress broke it. But if it's yeah. not WordPress, it's the... Theme. Or then all the saves blame it on Jetpack, like Jetpack broke it. Or... <laughs> that really happened. All right. That right. is 30 minutes, folks. That is 30 minutes. That was good times. Thank you all for being on the show today. John, thank you very much for uh, you know listening to us kind of uh, beat you down a little bit since you're, <laughs> you're running point this particular release. So thank you very much for being on the show today. Make sure you go over to the website, wpwatercooler.com. Click on all the subscribe buttons. If you're watching us on YouTube, the little thumbs up button usually helps me out. Thank you all for being on, and talk to you later. Bye-bye. Have a good one, folks. Bye. Bye.